0: Welcome to City Daily. Today I wanna ask us a question about prayer. And I really want you to think to yourself, how do you think about prayer? What are the thoughts or emotions that automatically come up when you think about prayer or time with God? Do I approach prayer with a desire to produce something or to be with someone? Do I approach prayer with a desire to produce something or to be with someone? See, this question is particularly difficult for me because I'm a person who likes results. If I put in a certain amount of time, I expect to get something out of it. If I do this, then I hope to get that. But what does it look like for you and for me to move where our prayer life is no longer obligation or duty or something we have to check the box, but is rest? It's communion. It's something that our hearts are drawn towards. I have to admit that a lot of my life growing up, I saw prayer as an obligation. I would think of our time in prayer and think to myself, "Man, I'm so mentally, emotionally exhausted. I don't know if I can do that right now. I don't know if I can muster the emotional, uh, just energy that I that I need to to go and do this." And I think at times I didn't even realize that I didn't need to produce anything. I just needed to be there in that space with a God who loves me. My wife and I go out on date nights often on Friday. Our kids are in school and it's my day off. And often we'll be sitting at breakfast or lunch and we'll look over and see an older couple in the room. And it's kind of a joke of ours, and I'll lean over to my wife, and I'll be like, babe, it's been 12 minutes, and they haven't said a word to each other. And then more time will go by. Maybe it's been 18 minutes, and I'm pretty sure they haven't said anything yet. I think our goal so far is like 25 minutes of seeing a couple who never spoke a word during their entire time eating I don't think any of us would look at an older couple like that and assume because they aren't communicating that they love each other any less. In fact, there's probably a great story behind it of time spent together, of highs and lows and ups and downs, where they no longer even feel the need to fill all the spaces with words, where they're okay sitting in silence for 17, 18 minutes if necessary. I love this quote by Henry Now, and it says, How can we possibly expect anyone to find real nurture, comfort, and consolation from a prayer life that taxes the mind beyond its limits and adds one more exhausting activity to the many already scheduled ones? To be honest with you, this quote has always really affected me because for so long in my life, I did see the prayer as taxing. And something I had to add on, and something that was consuming emotional energy instead of giving me emotional and spiritual energy. I'd love today just to share a few thoughts that truly have liberated me in my prayer life, and by no means do I stand up in front of you as a spiritual giant who has arrived, and um, my prayer life, like all of us, is still a work in progress, but I do understand that these are things for me that have liberated me on my prayer journey. The first one is this, is simply knowing God as Abba. If God is distant, if God is uninvolved, if God is someone I can't trust, how can I just sit and be intimate with someone like that? But if I truly understand God as Abba, if I'm close, if I'm near, if I truly understand I can rest in Him, it changes my perspective in prayer. It changes how I come to God. The second thing that's liberated me on my prayer journey is this, becoming like a child and realizing my helplessness. See, now I understand that it's not that I um, can do okay without prayer, it's that I am absolutely helpless apart from a relationship with Jesus, and I need Him in everything. I need Him throughout the day to lead, to parent, to be a good husband, and direction, to live an overcoming life, to walk in victory and faithfulness. It's not just something that I hope to have, it's something that I desperately need. Until we tap into our helplessness, we may never understand our need for prayer. I truly believe that a thriving prayer life is rooted in complete and utter dependence on our Father. We see that in the life of Jesus as he often would withdraw to solitary places. He knew the need to be with the Father. The third truth that's liberated me on my prayer journey is this, moving beyond communication to communion. A lot like the older couple I described, earlier is not finding myself with the need to, to fill every space with words or to say or to do the right thing or produce or that but but just to be carlo coretta in a book said prayer is like love words pour at first then we are often more silent and communicate in monosyllables in difficulties a gesture is enough a word or nothing at all love is enough thus the time comes when words are superfluous the soul converses with God with a single loving glance I think if we stop and really think about it we realize that as love does mature words become less necessary I want you to think about that for a minute when you step into a space of prayer you don't have to produce you don't have to be somebody different you don't have to say the right things you don't have to even have done the right things That because of your life in Christ you are a son and daughter and you can be and you can be in God's presence and that's enough see communion with God I think looks for little opportunities throughout the day for relationship and fellowship we want to be with God it's not a duty it's not a task it's not an obligation it's a privilege and I'm looking for little moments to still away with God and just be with him but duty, on the other hand, compartmentalizes prayer into certain little scheduled times. And I'm looking at the clock. I've got to do 15 minutes. You know, maybe I can get 20 minutes. And I truly believe that God wants to move us from duty to communion. From a place where we feel weighted down to a place where we feel free in prayer. I want to end this time with a passage from Luke 11. I love the Gospel of Luke because of more than any of the other Gospels Luke puts a focus on prayer. Prayer becomes this guiding principle of Jesus' life. He's coming to and from prayer. He's often withdrawing to solitary places. The more responsibility Jesus gets, the more he prays. The more the crowds press in, the more Jesus withdraws. The Gospel of Luke, man, Jesus is always praying before responsibilities and major decisions Luke chapter 11 verse 5 says this then Jesus said to them suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say friend lend me three loaves of bread a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him and suppose the one inside answers don't bother me the door is already locked and my children and I are in bed I can't get up and give you anything I tell you, even though he will not give up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask them? What an invitation, what a reminder of what it means to be a son and daughter with a Father who is good, loving, inviting us, and wants us to come to him, wants to answer our prayers. I want to end with one quote from Paul Miller. He says, A praying life isn't simply a morning prayer time. It is about slipping into prayer at odd hours of the day, not because we are disciplined, but because we are in touch with our own poverty of spirit, realizing that we can't even walk through a mall or our neighborhood without the help of the Spirit of Jesus. May that be our prayer. May we realize our helplessness apart from the Father, and would that draw us near to Him. Amen.